I'm super stoked to introduce our very um, esteemed guest today, Dr. Christian Coachman. And guys, you're in for a treat because um, Christian Coachman is the CEO and founder of Digital Smile Design. The accolades that this man has accrued, it, it it can make anyone blush. And we have the honor of hosting him today, but also the honor of hosting him in Sonoma at um, at this year's retreat. So welcome. Good morning. Uh, where? If good evening. <laughs> good afternoon. Six p.m. here in Madrid, Spain. Oh my god. Um, yeah. So good morning for you. Good good afternoon for me. A pleasure to be back. Yesterday we had a nice initial chat on. Your Instagram was a pleasure. And today, I believe we have a little bit more time to share some ideas, like a a little teaser of our lecture in Sonoma. I am, I'm super excited. So at the, at the 11th hour, so Dr. Katie Toe is a friend of both of ours. And she messaged me. She said, Ashley, if I can get, Christian Coachman to come speak at Sonoma. Are you in? I'm like, what kind of a question is that? Like, of course I'm in. Like, we're going to like move mountains to make this happen. And you were traveling from like, you're in between Spain, Miami, Harvard. Like your your schedule is insane. So I told her, I said, whatever we need to do, we're going to make this happen. I'm going to be flying. uh, I, I have my course in Miami. And then we go straight from Miami to Sonoma. And then I go from Sonoma to Boston, where I also have courses going on over there. So in one week, uh, we're going to do Miami, Sonoma, Boston. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, um, I'm, I'm so excited. You're going to be flying into Sonoma, and you're going to be opening this year's session. And we get, we're, we're super spoiled. We get you for 90 minutes. And... Um, <laughs> And I'm for anyone living under a rock and don't know what digital smile design is. Can you can you chat about what you created, like the empire you've built? <laughs> I, I I think that uh, the DSD digital smile design uh, it's it's a name that I started to use in two thousand and seven eight. Uh, when I was still working as a dental technician uh, and I was developing tools to improve my communication with my dentist, right? Mm-hmm. As a ceramist, as a smile designer. Uh, so I developed, I started to develop some protocols to improve efficiency, consistency. Basically, I wanted to make less mistakes. I wanted to redo less. I wanted to adjust less. I wanted to work with less stress and increase my income, right? Pretty fair. (laughs) And um, so these ideas started to mature. I started to identify the bottlenecks and uh, the lack of communication and uh, many things that were not ideal. Still today, the problem's persist between dentists and technicians we have a lack of systems right we don't have the the habit of creating systems we just usually do stuff right Mm -hmm. 
So this system started to mature and people started to ask me to lecture about it, right? This was 2008, 2009. This was the beginnings of DSD. At that time, of course, there was no 3D technology and uh, it was basically uh, a system where we would design on slides, uh, which I basically transformed Keynote and PowerPoint into a dental software. And it went viral. I, I was lucky enough to start when Facebook was starting among dentists as well. And I was among the first ones that really started to share everything on Facebook. I would give everything away, all my slides. And I had some tutorials. I had some templates that became, that went viral all over the world. Uh, it was crazy. It was just um uh, was a, a strategic decision that paid off. You know, I know that usually when we lecture, we are very protective of our material. Mm-hmm. And I decided to go in the opposite direction and give everything away. And, uh, and, uh, people thought I was crazy. So Christian, you're giving your slides away. You're giving your cases, you're giving your, People will not come to your courses. They, 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 you're recording yourself and putting the videos of the whole class on. on and, but I decided to to continue, and uh, it was amazing because the opposite happened. Right, first everybody started to come to my courses, and I had at that time, you know, world tours around the world. I would go around the world like three times a year, giving the DSD course, this digital smile design course, and. Uh, it made the name bigger than anything else, right? People, if my company was as big as the DSD name became, uh, it would be amazing. But, but is the, the, the brand, uh, the name DSD became a name beyond the company, beyond any product or service, right? It became a way of doing dentistry. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm very proud of it. Now, uh, what I realized was that uh, as I was evolving the content, I started to realize that not only improving the communication, but I could help dentists improve the communication with patients because that's what I was doing as a technician. Uh, I was hired by dentists not only to do the ceramics, uh, but I was hired also to help them design the case, treatment plan the case and sell the case. I was communicating with patients, you know? So I would call my dentist and say, look, uh, if you share the information of your patient uh, before they even accept the treatment, I may be able to help you uh, convince the patient, right? Mm -hmm. Let me use some strategies that I've been exploring of storytelling and visual communication and slide presentation. And that was the birth of what I call emotional dentistry, mm-hmm. the, the, other brand, the other term that I coined at that time. Emotional dentistry means everything that you can do for your patients not to take you for granted. <laughs> everything you can do for your patients to really value your efforts and everything that you can do for them, right? So transforming real value into perceived value in the patient's perspective became a big piece of my lecture and of the DSD concept. Um, then I started to help dentists uh, communicate with their orthodontists and their periodontists because I realized that we were building a beautiful project at the beginning, but then the team was not following the project. So we developed systems to improve the connection between the restorative dentist, the ortho and the perio, trying to work together 
with the same vision uh, and, and guiding the procedures in the best way possible at that time to make the outcomes as similar as possible to the plans. That was the goal. Outcomes as similar as possible to the plans. Now, when all these pieces were, you know, uh, the courses were selling out, uh, I was traveling all over the world, but I started to realize that people were loving the content, but after six months, nobody was using the ideas. (laughs) So I realized that uh, implementation was a big problem. You know, people were enjoying the ideas, but people were struggling with going back Monday morning and mm-hmm. doing something about the ideas. That's actually a big, big common problem with, mm-hmm. with all of us when we learn stuff, right? How do you find time? How do you onboard your team? How do you convince your team about the new ideas? How do you create the systems to implement and make it a routine? I always knew that for you to take full advantage of an idea, this idea needs to become a routine. Yes. Uh, Before uh, becoming a routine, you're not going to get the return on your investment. And and most people give up before the idea becomes a routine. It's the Mm -hmm. same thing with technology, right? That's why so much technology and practices are underutilized and maybe even sitting on the corner. Because people kind of gave up before that became a routine. And, And routine only happens if you have a system that you can repeat, you know, over and over again. And it depends also on onboarding the staff. And that depends on leadership, depends on inspiration, depends on showing people why, the why of doing this way and not that way. So it also involves a lot of communication skills. So communication became also a big part of the DSD course in general, right? How to become a better communicator. Yes. Because you, know, you only can implement the idea if you convince the team. And you can only convince the team if you are a great communicator. So you can love the idea, but it's not going to happen for you. So we realized that uh, the whole concept was very comprehensive. DSD is a very comprehensive working philosophy, right? That tries to envision the practice, the ideal gold standard of an interdisciplinary practice that provides the best possible holistic comprehensive care with the best possible team, right? For every single patient that walks in. So we realized that courses were not enough. Teaching the concept was not enough. And that's when we started the DSD planning center mm-hmm. and the service. So that was, uh, let's say, the 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 modern DSD, right? With 3D technology, with all the softwares, we, we realized that it was very hard for dentists to buy all the technology and do it themselves. So we tried to, we built a series of services that basically help dentists take advantage of all these technologies without having to buy and everything and do everything themselves, right? So the DSD planning center, the DSD lab, the DSD marketing agency, the DSD team training program, it's like a package of services that we started to provide and that is 2015 and so on. And that's what the company is today. Uh, It's education, of course, 
teaching them the concepts, teaching the doctors that really connect with this idea of comprehensive digital care. That's how we call the type of dentistry that we believe is the future of dentistry, modern dentistry, comprehensive digital care. This is what we're going to talk uh, in Sonoma, the meaning of this. And uh, supporting dentists, coaching dentists, helping dentists to coach their staff on how to implement step-by-step and move towards this vision. You said so many things that, man, if, if we only had more than one hour, I, it, you just hit the nail on so many heads. Is that a thing? <laughs> but um, speaking of implementation, so I, I took your DSD-1 residency March of 2020 ready to hit the ground running. I was so like, to talk about communication, you are so masterful at it. Like you could sell ice to Eskimos. And <laughs> I took so many notes that entire week and I was mm. so excited, but then the world shut down, quite literally the world shut down and then everything shifted. Everything became like, you know, it was the pandemic. So implementation for my office never got up and running. And the longer you wait after taking a course, the harder it is at actually onboarding the team and and getting them excited about these new philosophies, these new ideas, the new tech. So um, I'm I'm really excited to see where DSD is um, and, and just to see how much the company has grown because as you stated multiple times, you created it because it was a need. And then it, it pivoted because there was a need then. There was no support for the docs. Like you were talking about all these fabulous ideas, but if the docs don't have um, mm-hmm. the communication to lead the team, then it doesn't actually get off the ground. Um, do you have... For anyone who has never been to a DSD course, do you have any slides that you want to just show what um, what the concepts are, Christian? Yep, we do. Because um, then I can have you screen share. Because you guys, I mean, should I, should I click present? Here, let no. me see. Share screen. Share screen. Okay. Share. And then, screen share. Let's see if I can. Um, I think once you share your screen, mm-hmm. I can add it to the home page. Oh, yeah, we're here. Here we go. Perfect. Awesome. Okay. Can you see here? Yes. Wait a second. Okay. So your question was, for people that never heard about DSD, what what is DSD, right? 
Yes. So very briefly, for us, DSD is a growth strategy. So basically, of course, at the end of the day is dental practice growth, but growth in general, we see that DSD has been helping people to grow professionally, but also the staff to grow, satisfaction to grow, pleasure to grow, uh, connections to grow, relationships to grow. Uh, and of course, these hu this human side of the impact of DSD is what makes us proud the most, right? So we like to explain it as systems for modern ethical dental practice growth. Uh, we coach, we mentor practice owners on how to implement systems for modern ethical dental practice growth. And I picked these, these words, these three words very carefully, systems, modern, and ethical. First, systems. Why systems? Because for me, the key to succeed with less stress relies on systems. And we didn't learn how to build systems in dental school, unfortunately. And uh, uh, I think that we need to transform everything that we do into system. That's the key for consistent growth, right? So most of the times that technology is underutilized is not because of the technology, it's because of lack of systems. Most of the time that young, younger associates cannot do exactly what the main clinician can do, usually because of lack of systems. Most of the times why when a very important assistant leaves uh, work and it, cannot work with us anymore and we get desperate, lack of systems. Most of the times why we have problems with the relationship with the lab, lack of systems. So for us, starting with strong systems is the foundation. Much more important than technology is to have solid systems and then fit smart technologies into the system. So that's word number one. DSD is all about systems. Modern, why modern? We know that this word has been used since ever and every period of time, we always think that this is the modern moment. Uh, but I believe that this word has never been more adequate than now. I believe that in the next five years, we will be invented, inventing modern dentistry. Modern dentistry is starting now, not five years ago, not 10 years ago, it's starting now. I believe that 50 years from now, people will look back into this time, into this decade and will say, wow, this is when modern dentistry started because of many, many things that are happening and disrupting the way we do things in dentistry. I believe that modern is the word that will be describe this moment into the future. And of course, ethical, because it doesn't matter how good are your systems, it doesn't matter how modern is your practice, if the patient is not above everything, nothing makes sense. So you, we need systems for modern, but above all, ethical growth of our practices. And as I mentioned to you, uh, the name that we use for this to define this type of dentistry is comprehensive digital care. That's the way we define. And again, three, three words, 
and three words that were very carefully picked. So comprehensive. Comprehensive means the treatment planning philosophy. And I believe that there's so much to improve here in this topic. It doesn't matter how comprehensive we believe we are. We are just starting to learn how much more we need to learn about being comprehensive. The amount of room for us to understand better the relationship between the mouth and the rest of the body, the relationship between orthodontics and the airway, the relationship between bite and posture. And we can go on and on and on. We are extremely biased as dentists, unfortunately. And we usually tend to do what we like to do the most. If you go to an orthodontist, usually the orthodontist will, will just see your crowding. If you go to a periodontist, they look at your gum. If you go to somebody that loves doing veneers, all they see is veneers. If a practice business model is based on implants, people try to put implants everywhere. So we are biased. And modern dentistry needs to be comprehensive. They may be few different treatment plans for a patient, but it should be just one comprehensive diagnosis. And if you send a patient to 10 good dentists in town, this patient will come back with 10 mm -hmm. completely different diagnoses, mm -hmm. showing how inconsistent we are as a profession and how much room to improve in this comprehensive planning philosophy. So that's why comprehensive is at the top. Digital, because we know it's pretty obvious, is not even a discussion that technology is a must, that technology helps us become a better dentist. Technology will not make a bad dentist become a good dentist. No, that magic doesn't happen. But technology will take a good dentist to the next level. Through technology, through digital tools, we can document better, we can diagnose better, we can see better, we can communicate better, we can leverage collective intelligence better, we can treatment plan better, we can present better plans, we can communicate better with the patient, we can onboard the patient better, we can motivate the patient better, we can interact better, much better with the lab through digital workflows. We can control better our procedures. We can make provisionals like mock-ups and final restorations like provisionals. We can guide our hands better. We can execute treatments that are more similar to plans. And I can be here speaking for an hour about the obvious benefits of using smart technology. So modern dentistry is comprehensive. Modern dentistry is digital. And once again, Modern dentistry is all about care and care is back into the patient, the patient at the center, the patient above everything. So we envision modern dentistry through comprehensive digital care. And I can go a little bit deeper if you want on this topic, explaining the three concepts that create comprehensive digital care. I can go fast here. Comprehensive, com comprehensive digital care is made out of three pillars. One is the 
planning philosophy, as I, as I said, comprehensive. The other one is the patient experience, emotional dentistry, and the other one is clinical execution, what we call guided dentistry. So the ideal comprehensive digital care practice implements these three pillars. Now, to understand how to evaluate these pillars and to understand if these pillars are working well for us, we need to analyze these three pillars always from three different perspectives. So DSD is always trying to develop strategies based on three different perspectives. Comprehensive dentistry needs to be great from three perspectives, clinical, patient, and business perspective. Actually, every great idea for a practice should fulfill these three pillars. Every time I have a great idea, or I think I have a great idea. I always ask myself, and I look at this idea from the clinician perspective, but then I look at the same idea from the patient perspective, and then I look at the same idea from the business perspective. And when it comes to comprehensive dentistry, what we see is when we implement this philosophy in our practices, the clinician perspective will see better care. The patient perspective will see more meaningful treatments, meaning treatments that impact life in a deeper way. And the business perspective will see growth. When we go into the emotional dentistry concept, if we properly implement emotional dentistry concept, the clinician will perceive more excitement. The patient will feel more meaningful relationships and the business owner will see better conversion and loyalty. And the final one, guided dentistry concept, the clinical execution of DSD. When properly implemented, the clinician will see more confidence and less stress performing the procedures. We see that happening all the time. From the patient perspective, we're going to see more trust and more comfort. And from the business perspective, we're going to see scalable quality, efficiency, and consistency. So the conclusion here, by mastering this concept, we're going to have more proud dentists, happier patient, and better business. We're going to see more fulfillment, differentiation, and better performance. And everything together, everything together, we call the ultimate outcome meaningful dentistry, meaning dentistry becoming more meaningful for everybody involved in the process. Uh, I mean, that is, that is what I feel so many of us are trying to achieve in our practices. You try to do right by the patient, but then the business side doesn't have the systems. So you're finding that it's not profitable. Um, so I'm, can you, do you have any, um, for the emotional side, Christian, do you have um, a video of, like, I, I remember you showed us, like, a, a sped-up version of what the whole DSD mock-up looks like in the app of a patient's face? Because it's, it's one thing to hear about the emotional, but to see it in our patients' faces, that, I mean, that is what I'm finding is what's these cases when they can actually see it for themselves. 
And um, DSG was the pioneer in that technology. And now there are so many different companies on the market, I feel, uh, that are doing uh, some st- simulation. Yeah, we, we basically, the concept is this. Major decisions in life are emotionally driven. Yes. We think we are rational beings, but we are much more emotional beings than rational beings. Mm -hmm. So the decision of accepting a treatment or not accepting a treatment is driven by emotions. And we as dentists, of course, we try to rationalize why a patient should say yes. And we usually present treatments in a very rational way. Mm -hmm. When in fact, what is going to move the needle is the emotional connection the imagination, the visualization. You know, people move when they can see the future of their life better Mm -hmm. because of a certain thing, right? So, of course, when it comes to dentistry, we know that everything is important, biology, function, structure, you know. um, But at the end of the day, you know, the power of a smile is what represents oral health at its best, right? Um, And the smile is such a powerful thing. And and, 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 and it it is in our hands, you know. The smile is, for me, the most powerful thing that a business could sell. If I'm a business owner and I could pick one product to sell, I would pick the smile. Mm -hmm. There's absolutely nothing cooler and more impactful and deeper than the smile. The representation of our soul, Mm -hmm. the universal language, the expression of our feelings, the connection between humans, our identity heavily depending on it. So we never really leveraged historically mm-hmm. the most powerful thing that we that somebody could imagine taking care of, right? So we started to really realize, and that's what we call emotional dentistry, the strategies to connect people emotionally to the possibility of having a more healthy and confident smile. So DSD is not about perfect smiles. And I think dentists shouldn't pursue and promote that much the perfect smile. It's not about the perfect smile. It's about the confident and healthy smile that usually looks beautiful as well as a consequence. I strongly believe that aesthetics should never be the priority, but yet the beautiful consequence of the right treatment. And the right treatment depends on us diagnosing deeply, understanding the underlying problems of the patient, creating a comprehensive documentation and exploration of the patient. Now, the problem is that the more you create a comprehensive exploration, diagnostics, planning, you really see what matters it becomes harder to sell. Mm -hmm. It's much 
easier to sell six veneers than to explain to the patient that there is airway issues or functional issues or issues or biological issues or systemic issues and and all these issues. So it's much easier to sell a few months of aligners and six veneers. And that's why, unfortunately, many people just stay there. Mm. But if you want to be special and you want to be different and you want to leave a legacy, you need to go deeper. Now, as I said, the challenge is how do you bring patients on board? Mm-hmm. So the reason why we started to invest so much time and energy on emotional dentistry is not because we are superficial marketeers. And during a period of time in the past, unfortunately, people started to see us as just a, a little marketing gimmick, uh, simulation, whatever game to sell cosmetic dentistry. And this is the opposite of who we are. Mm. The reason why we started to improve our communication skills, our presentation skills, our persuasion skills, and the reason why we believe this is ethical is because the only way for you to do the comprehensive dentistry that you want to do mm-hmm. is by convincing the patient to pay for it. Yeah. There's no other way around, right? So the more comprehensive you become, the more challenging it is to onboard patients, the better you need to become with communication and creating emotional experiences. There's no way out. That's why we started to invest on emotional dentistry, because we believe that the ideal dentistry is only done when patients can get emotionally connected to it. Absolutely. And you can't achieve that without having masterful communication by everyone on the team, correct? Yep, you cannot. You just, and, and you know, it's so that's what we call ethical marketing in dentistry. When you are utilizing communication and emotional strategies for an ethical reason, that means educating the patient about what really matters, mm-hmm. right? Saving the patient from themselves. Many times we need to save them from themselves. They are about to make a bad decision for themselves. Many times. Mm-hmm. Patients, many times they think they know what is the best for them. Many times they need help to clarify that. And again, our main goal is not to convince the patient to do the whole treatment. Our main goal is to educate the patient to make better decisions for themselves. It's, it's on us. That's why diagnostics is so important for us. We feel that is an obligation of ours to provide to every patient a complete, comprehensive diagnostic report. Even if the patient is coming in and saying, I'm not going to do nothing, anything. I just want to do my second molar and that's all. <laughs> Our obligation is still to give a full comprehensive report to that human being. And step by step, we create a reputation for that. And that's when things start to happen business-wise as well. Mm -hmm. When people start to come to you because of that. In um, 
What do you tell the docs out there listening who say that they don't like the word sell in dentistry? What are your thoughts on that? So if you go to the dictionary and you look at selling, you're going to see exchanging services for money. (laughs) That's exactly what we do. Unless you have a charity practice, right? (laughs) But even then, you need to sell an idea. Even for free, you need to sell an idea. No, you can call it different ways. Uh, Use whatever word you're comfortable. But we are selling our service. You know, we are selling ourselves every minute of our life. We are selling our ideas to friends. We are selling, you know, a a decision with our spouse. We are selling decisions uh, to our kids. We are uh, selling our capacity to our boss. Uh, We are selling uh, our services to our patients. We are a, a company ourselves as an individual. We are our own brand. I am, I've taken so many notes already, and this is only a very, like, this is the tip of the iceberg for what you talk about. Can you, um, can you give us a little bit more of a teaser of, what you're going to be tackling in Sonoma, Christian, because I want to be respectful of your time here. Mm-hmm. So in Sonoma, we're going to talk about the core of the core of the core of DSD. You can imagine that, you know, with this comprehensive digital care approach, three concepts, comprehensive dentistry concept, emotional dentistry concept, guided dentistry concept, clinical perspective, patient perspective, business perspective, that's the reason why we have, uh, you know, three-day courses, you know, two modules and one-year mentorship, uh, coaching, etc. So we can be talking forever. So what I'm bringing to Sonoma is what I believe is the core of the core of the core of the concept of the whole concept. That is, and we call it the smile business formula, the smile mm-hmm. business formula where great dentistry meets great business. A very straightforward concept with a very clear take-home message, right? A very clear learning objective of what to do after this one hour and a half to start bringing even better dentistry and better business together. A very simple strategy, but very powerful strategy, and I'm going to explain it in details over there. I'm I'm so excited, not just for the 90 minutes, but honestly, just to be in the same room as you, hearing um, your ideas over wine and food and on um, top of it, yes. So it's a <laughs> one hour and a half lecture, but I'm going to be there for three days, and of course will be a pleasure to interact with everybody and discuss even further and understand their needs and challenges and how our experience can help individually everybody to grow. And um, no, I'm, I'm so stoked. And I know, 
I know that you are going to be headlining an event with Dr. Michael Appa. Talk about two powerhouses in the same room, and that's going to be in Miami. So this is going to be, um, this is almost like a a prelude to that. But do you want to talk about that course coming up? It'd be amazing to mention that, you know, you know, it's a lot of noise on social media about it. Uh, we just launched this course, me and Mike Appa, right? Uh, um, and of course, many people that knows us have been expecting something from mm-hmm. us together. You know, we've been friends since ever. We've been, we, our lives have been doing like this, crossing each other and always trying to do something together. You know? In the past, we almost worked in the same practice. In 2004, I almost moved to New York to work with Larry Rosenthal at the same moment that Larry Rosenthal was hiring Mike Appa. And I remember Larry mentioning Mike to me, saying, I'm hiring a young dentist and I need you as well. And you both together will do so well. You have to come work with me. Anyway, for many reasons, I ended up working somewhere else. Uh, but since then, you know, we said, oh, let's open practices together. No, let's open a lab together. Let's do this together. Let's do that together. And finally, uh, six months ago, we said, you know what? We realize what really unites us, right? He has different styles. We have different ways of doing dentistry. We have different businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always a technician even though i'm a dentist i always worked as a technician of course he's a clinician um he's full power analog i'm full power digital uh many times people thought that we didn't agree at all with nothing that if we would (laughs) have a conversation we would fight but we realized that there's one major thing that unites us tremendously and that's the passion for smile design Mm -hmm. um he became probably the most well-known smile designer as a clinician in the world. He designed the smiles of almost two out of three celebrities all over the world. Um, probably the most successful brand in smile design in the clinical world, for sure, you know. And I did the same on the technical side, you know, with digital smile design and my whole career as a technician and then lab owner and then educator talking about how to improve the outcomes of smiles, right? So smile design is our topic. So the course is called Designing Smiles with APA and Coachman. And is the first and only course, only 100% focused on designing smiles, right? What are the skills? What are the processes? What are the systems? Regardless of the tools and regardless of the treatment that you're going to perform, how do you design beautiful smiles in harmony with faces? Yeah. How do you uh, design smiles and connect them to the restorations? How do you design smiles in challenging situations? This is going to be one of, one of the highlights. You know, uh, Not every case is perfect. Actually, most of the cases are not perfect. And you need to overcome these compromises by mastering smile design in compromised situations. So... It's going to be very practical, very visual, very hands-on. Um, we're going to show a lot of live cases, and it's going to be the first 
maybe the only time that both of us will be sharing the stage for two days. Well, I'm, I'm super stoked for that. And, but I'm honestly, I'm super stoked to, to get you to Sonoma where we can just pick your brain about all the different things, smile design, about team training, leadership, business. And um, it's going to be, it's, I, I honestly feel like it's going to be backstage with a rock star. That's how <laughs> And um, thank you so much for spending um, an hour with us this morning. Guys, um, make sure to join us in Sonoma. Um, and we're going to do, we're going to talk to Christian Coachman about all the things dentistry. And if you can't hear how passionate he, he is about this topic, um, like you must be deaf. So <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely a lot of fashion yeah for there's sure so much fashion. it's so and it's, it's to see not just um not just to hear you like talk about your your passion for your company but we've been talking behind the scenes with your team jj and maria and like just the people who surround you christian it 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 is so apparent how much you love on, on the people of your organization. So um, kudos to you for building truly a, an ethical company. Um, and I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited. It's 30, almost 30 days away that we get to hang out in person. So thank you so much for the honor of your time. I can't wait to hear you speak. And guys, uh, make sure to join us. It's going to be one fabulous event. We've, we've built an entire vacation around the brightest minds in dentistry and present company included. So, um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank, thank, you, thank you for you your words. Thank you so much. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. pleasure. <laughs> the pleasure is all mine, Christian. Thank you so much. And we'll see you in a month. See you in a month. And I'm already dreaming with the wine. Yes. <laughs> We're going to have a great time for sure. All right. Thank ciao, you ciao. guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.